Hey, I'm Kaylee, nurse, coach, mama, and I am so glad that you're here. The Mindful Method Podcast is your weekly dose of holistic mental health support. Each week, I share empowering tips for life and motherhood, the power of the mind, how to nourish our bodies, and most of all, I want you to know that there is hope. Join me on this journey as we walk through the ups and downs of life, and know that you're not alone. Let's do this. All right. So today we have a new guest. Her name is Maria Yakumchuk. And Maria is a certified transformational EFT coach. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. She helps moms struggling to find joy and fulfillment in motherhood, clear past traumas and emotional blocks so that they can live in alignment with their authentic selves and break generational cycles of trauma. She's also a mom of two very energetic, sensitive, and strong-willed boys and an easygoing dog. Maria is no stranger to struggling to find joy in often busy and chaotic life as a mother. She is also a postpartum depression and anxiety survivor who has been working tirelessly at healing her own childhood and generational family traumas. So Maria, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Kaylee. I'm really excited to be here too. Yeah. So the, the thing that stood out to me when I saw what you do is um, EFT, emotional freedom technique. And I haven't actually really dived into this topic before. So before we get into that, I'd like to hear um, a little bit more about your story and what um, led you to becoming an EFT coach. Yeah, so the story is actually very simple. And I think how a lot of people start into EFT or any other sort of alternative approach is that we're all uh, are seeking healing ourselves, whether it's emotional or physical. And for me, it was both. And um, I have a therapy background. I have a master's in psychology. I've been to therapists myself because as part of being a good psychologist, you know, you always have your own psychologist. So like I've worked on a lot of things and it felt like I cleared some of it. And then after I became a mom, uh, like a new wave of trauma just like came up that I was not even aware was sitting in me. And since then I've been working with psychologists and haven't found anybody who I really clicked with, who was truly getting me. I haven't found any other techniques that were really working. And so I, I call it sort of like divine intervention because I will not even be able to tell you how I came across EFT. It was one of those things that like landed in my lap, probably through some sort of a Facebook ad or through something else. I got really curious about it. So I started reading about it and I was like, wow, this sounds amazing because it's easy. It's painless. I'm like, why don't I give it a shot? Like, I'll, there was a fantastic training. So I was like, well, I'll sign up if, you know, I can work on this on myself. And in the meantime, get certified. If it's something I believe in, then that's great. Then I can pass it on to others. If not, then maybe it'll help me. And so that's kind of how I landed on EFT was just, it sounded so easy, so simple. And as I was learning more about trauma, it made sense how EFT works because it's just one of those tools that works in your body. And we know that the somatic approaches to treating trauma and healing trauma work. EFT also functions on the fact that a lot of our physical ailments are um, because of our emotional 
either traumas or blocks, but in reality, it's as simple as stress, chronic stress and anxiety gets stuck in our bodies. And then eventually starts manifesting as physical symptoms. It's just that simple. It's almost like your body is like, you weren't paying attention to me then, you're going to pay attention to me now. And so a lot of things like headaches, digestive issues, back pain, all of that is a lot of chronic stress and anxiety. And I have all of those. I am a migraine sufferer, have been since I was 13. I got to the point where I was getting like over 20 migraines a month. So barely functioning, as, as you can imagine, with two little boys, it's not exactly easy to constantly be like, I'm sorry, I'm in pain. I need to lie down in the quiet room while they're running around. And even medicine wasn't helping. So I was like, well, what have I got to lose trying to learn this technique that might actually help my physical um, issues? And it did. Actually, I can't say I cured my migraines yet, but I went down from having about 20 migraines a month to maybe five. And I can now take medication and actually help. So that was sort of my way of coming across EFT and I have honestly fallen in love with it. Wow, that is such an amazing story. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I like to share with people is that there are other ways to heal and there is hope to heal. And I just think that if we can really tap into the emotional side of things that because they really do correlate with different parts of our body and like we have symptoms show up because of that so I just think that's really fascinating um and so I know that trauma and somatic work and all of that is starting to be a really um, common topic especially I've seen on social media and with other um like in the wellness community so I'd like to hear your perspective on how does childhood or generational trauma lead to these emotional blocks and how does it affect our day-to-day lives? Yeah, so it is true. There's a lot more research into trauma nowadays and that we understand that a lot of it is actually, we experience it in our bodies and something that wasn't there before, even 10 years ago when I was getting my uh, master's degree in psychology, there wasn't this understanding in trauma. So we used to always treat trauma and everything with talk therapy. And then we kind of wondered why a lot of our clients weren't getting better. And the reason is, is, as I was saying, it's interesting how the stress, traumas, negative experiences, they we experience them with our whole entire bodies. Our bodies remember it. Um, if like if any of your followers are also in the like psychology um, realm, they would probably know about the, the one of the most famous people in trauma research and uh, who's pioneering a lot of trauma um, healing is Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he talks a lot about the same stuff that he's seen a lot of his yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have it right here. <laughs> yes, I love that book. I mean, it's amazing because he like he has research and he has years of him actually performing this and seeing this in his own patients, seeing how people who have experienced some incredibly traumatic things in childhood have changes at the DNA level. So it's like while we may think that something like EFT, oh, it's so woo-woo, we're like moving energy through. It's like it's not. We actually have scientific um uh backing for it and maybe you don't want to call it energy maybe you want to call it something else but it's our bodies our nervous systems 
they it remembers it and it stores it inside and so it almost becomes like so something bad happened to you let's say if we talk about big traumas right something really bad happened and it's like stuck in your body in your brain and it's unlike our regular memory it doesn't change it doesn't shift but it's also not um, on the continuum like our usual memories that's why people think that when somebody recalls their trauma it's like oh it's kind of weird because it comes in flashes can you really rely on it the truth is yeah you can because your body essentially froze in that moment and it remembers it exactly and so you can imagine that if your body remembers that as a freeze that's how it is in your body it is stuck somewhere in your body and it just stands there and stagnates and if we don't clear it if we don't address it then it oftentimes comes up as physical symptoms like headaches and migraines are one of the biggest things. Any sort of digestive issues are usually stress and anxiety related. Back pain, which is something we don't usually think about, but a lot of back pain, all stress related. Like you can actually clear that with EFT if you work on it. I mean, I don't discourage chiropractic adjustments or any of that because I love them, but EFT is also one of those things that can help it because a lot of it is actually just stress being stored. And so if you have that stored from your childhood, you essentially have these either mini blocks or big blocks that's not allowing your whole self to integrate. And that's how we started having issues. It's almost like, imagine like your body's energy system is like a river and now you put a boulder in. And so your energy has to find ways to go around it and it's not comfortable, it's not integrated. Your self sometimes becomes fragmented depending on how damaging the trauma is. And another thing I wanna say about trauma is like, when we read things like, um, you know, the body keeps the score, we talk about trauma, we like think of like one big event, you know, somebody got, you know, physically assaulted or sexually assaulted, like something really big. And sure, that's one of those ways, but there's the more common thing, something that I would say probably 99.9%, .9%, if not 100% of people experience is little traumas throughout life, which something that somebody else might not think it's a trauma, but to you, it may have been traumatic because that's how you perceived it. Trauma, a lot of the times, is about our perception. And that is why different people react differently to the exact same event and experience it differently. It's about how did we perceive it? If we perceived it that we were powerless, if we perceived it as we couldn't do anything about it, it's going to be stuck in us. And it's just going to create another story all around it. And it's just going to keep growing and that boulder is going to become bigger and it's going to keep blocking things. And so a lot of us as kids, we've experienced a lot of things could have been a parent saying something without even meaning to be mean. It doesn't have to be intentional, but they said something that really rubbed us the wrong way. We remember that we internalized and then we look through it. Sometimes it's people think it's a good thing that they're saying it to us like, oh, like you're so pretty or you're so perfect. And then the person becomes so focused on that that you wouldn't think that that's a trauma but that's how you then end up with people who are perfectionists because they're like i cannot mess up right so mm -hmm. there are these little traumas they collect it's like lots of pebbles that block your stream so that's absolutely yeah that's how i view it like i mean the more i started diving into it the more i realized how much you know i personally have had in my life that was traumatizing i've had some big events but then there's a lot of little ones that contribute and they just kind of pile on top and it's, it's hard to get through them sometimes. Yeah, I just was thinking about my childhood and how I always felt like I couldn't do things good enough specifically for my dad. And so 
there was one point that was a turning point for us when we were actually like pounding posts into the ground for a fence for our yard. And I don't know what I was angry about, but something he said just like set me off. And I was like, I am so done with this. And I just threw this post pounder down onto the ground, like at his feet. So like, I didn't injure him, but I could have. Um, and so that like actually led to a lot of healing for us because like we had this conversation about, you know, like these feelings and these emotions that were being stored up. And I think if I wouldn't have done that, <laughs> I would still be dealing with a lot of that. So, and yeah. we ended up talking a lot and, and processing it. So, but not everyone gets gets to do that so like you yeah. said it like shows up maybe even years later um and even just like several small things like um like as a child that that builds up and becomes an issue and can manifest as like physical um illness and all of these things so and and mental illness too and that's yeah. that's a big um area that I focus on is mental health because um I believe a lot of our health begins in the mind and how we perceive ourselves and our mindset. And so that's why I'm just so fascinated about trauma and, and EFT. Can you tell me like what a typical EFT session works and, and what exactly does that look like? Yeah, so I primarily work online through Zoom with people. Um, I haven't had any in-person uh, meetings, but you can. So it's very nice that, you know, you could see me on the screen and follow along with the points and do the same for yourself. And once you learn it, you can actually use it as your own self-help technique. So how I usually do it is at the first meeting, I will take someone's history. I will ask them what it is that they want to work on. I want to ask them what is their um presenting problem at the, at the time, what is sort of sticking out the most right now. And then I will ask them about when did they, when did it start, if they can remember, like what was happening in their life around that time. So we try to talk and get to know, like, where's this coming from? And so after we take the history and we kind of know a little bit of the background is when we can start tapping. And tapping is fascinating because so we'll take the presenting issues, right? Like, let's say someone comes to me and says, well, I'm suffering from migraines, which again, very typical, especially women. I've had clients, aside from myself, having the same thing of like, you know, I've lived with migraines my whole entire life. They're ruining my life, right? So you start with migraines, you start tapping on the physical issue. And then you find out that as you're tapping on the physical issue, memories come up for them of something that was stressful. Maybe it was something with their mom or their dad or another caregiver or there was some other stressful situation and that's kind of part of EFT is that you almost imagine yourself sometimes as if you're an onion and it's like you're peeling the layers you can't always get to the core issue right away sometimes it takes a while to get there you have to sort of take off a lot of the surface before you get to what is sitting at the core of it. I mean, if you can remember what the first thing is and work on the core right away, sure, you can clear it faster, but not everybody has access to it because the truth is, depending on your level of trauma, you've been working your whole life at covering it up, not just for everybody else, but from yourself too, because it's so hard to deal with. And so a lot of the EFTs while we're tapping, it's very simple. You're tapping like on points, it's mostly 
like if you ever watch YouTube, you they do the sort of the short version, which is your head, face, uh, your collarbone, and under your um, armpit. And then when I work in sessions, like we add some other points. I, for example, do all the hand points, and then sometimes back of the neck, which is really good for anxiety, and in the middle of the chest, which helps a lot for people who are feeling sort of low, defeated, low self-esteem, powerless. It's a great spot for that. Um, and so it's a lot of moving pieces. It's like we clear one issue, something else comes up. We clear this issue, something else comes up. So it's like, it's a great little self-discovery, not unlike a therapy session in a lot of ways, but we don't always have to go and do it the way a therapy session is, which is, I don't need to get your whole family history and everything. We could literally go by like, what is presenting the most? What is sticking out the most right now? Because if we start working on that, all of a sudden, all these other things come up because as you start clearing them, your brain is like, oh, well, I remember this and I remember that. And this was an issue and this was an issue. And then you just kind of work on, on the issues as they come up. So it's, it's a wonderful process. And I, I love sharing it with others. I love doing it on myself because it has been eye-opening for me what I've been storing, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. And like coming to a realization of like, oh, apparently this is an issue or apparently like I've came to a realization that I apparently suffer from anxiety, even though I told my whole entire life that I'm not anxious, but apparently I am. So, you know, that's the power (laughs) of EFT. Like you get clarity and you're like, hmm, this is coming up. Wow. Yeah, that is so cool. Thanks for explaining that. And when I think about this, like we really are energetic beings. Like we that is what like creates our uh, the frequency like of our body of ourselves like all of like that is so important and that that's why like thoughts and memories and beliefs like affect us on a on a cellular level and when you explain like these different areas of the body like i think of um just even like the chakras with yoga and like with acupressure and acupuncture like it it, it makes so much sense to me that these areas are so important to address and, and that things come up because it's stored there. And I think we're so conditioned as a culture to, to really like bury things and to not address and feel things like in the moment. And I think that's why like years down the road, we realize like there's all these layers, like you said, layers of things that have been built up over time. So yeah, it's just so, so interesting. I, I really want to do a session now. I, I've never done it before. I, I've just heard about it. And I think, oh, I think it could be really beneficial for yeah, me. I'd love, and... I'd love to do one with you. And if you ever want to like re- record it to show it to uh, to your listeners, like we could do a video, but Ooh, I, yeah. I do offer like an introductory free session for anybody who's interested to find out about EFT because I could totally understand being skeptical because I was skeptical when I first found out about it because it sounds so like, well, okay, cool. Like what, what does that do? But it really does work. I mean, like if you've had acupuncture or acupressure and it works for you, like this is very likely to work as well because it works on the same principle as acupuncture. You're, still, you're using the same meridians. You're just not using as many points. And you are talking through your issue because the thing is with acupuncture, right? Like you're just clearing the blockages and sometimes even emotional things can come up here. You're very actively concentrating on what do I think is my blockage right now? And so you're tapping on Mm. it and that's what helps clear it. So it's 
it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's very similar to acupuncture. To acupuncture, you just don't have to use needles, which is right. It's something you can do yourself at home yes. at any time, and and I'm sure like having you to help facilitate and guide and and work through that is really um, beneficial too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so cool. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about motherhood and postpartum at all? Because I know that that was a big part of your story too. Yeah, that was a really big part of my story. So as I was saying, um, I had very severe postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety after my first son. It actually started during pregnancy. I and I didn't even realize it because in pregnancy it's so hard to tell. Like, and if you actually bring it up, a lot of your providers will be like, "Oh, it's just pregnancy hormones." But I can tell you for sure, since I didn't have it with my second, it wasn't pregnancy hormones. It felt completely different. Mm. Um, what I started to understand through doing EFT and learning about trauma is that for a lot of women, motherhood is essentially becomes a really big trigger for trauma relief. Mm. Because if you think about it, if you think about it from an energy perspective, what is a bigger energy shift? then you growing a person and then actively pushing that person out. Like I can't think of anything that a human would go through that would require a bigger energy release. So I actually think that motherhood for a lot of women releases a lot of the traumas that were deeply stored because the stuff that was coming up for me, I personally thought I was done with because I worked on that uh, with my therapist 10 years ago and it felt like I don't have those issues anymore, I'm good. Turned mm -hmm. out, not only do I have those issues, I, I have them even more than, than I imagined. And so I think motherhood becomes a very big trigger for trauma for a lot of women. And then, you know, a lot of us don't have support. So we're not healing properly because we're pulled in different directions. We're not allowed to just, you know, lay down and bond with the baby, which is really what we're supposed to be doing for the first month. We're supposed to be in a safe place. And we're supposed to be bonding. And a lot of us don't have that. Even when we have a partner who wants to be, you know, involved, you know, they might only have three days of paternity leave, if that, and they can't mm -hmm. help you. You might not have family that can come in, or you do have family and that family makes it even worse because they bring their old trauma and now they're like spewing it out on you. And you're like, oh my God, I just had this giant shift in me. I'm healing physically. I'm trying to heal emotionally. I have this new baby and now I have to deal with your crap. Like, what do I do, right? So I think motherhood and trauma are so interlinked. And that's why I talk about generational trauma because we also don't realize how much we carry into our motherhood and our parenthood from what we have inherited from our parents and grandparents because they mm -hmm. sort of, you know, each generation passes on a new trauma or the same trauma rather onto the next generation unless you're conscious of it and you're trying consciously to stop it right like the one thing that now i think a lot of people are aware about generational trauma and a lot of people are trying to be cycle breakers and a lot of people are also realizing how hard it is because if you have experienced a lot of trauma your natural like inclination when your ch children misbehave is to do the exact same thing your parents did and it's yeah. probably traumatizing them too Mm -hmm. And you can even be conscious and you might not be able to stop yourself. And that's, it is difficult. It's difficult when you're aware and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing the same thing. But I think even awareness is already good because you know it's happening and then you can work on it. Like I view it as 
I know I'm not fully healed. I'm nowhere near fully healed. And maybe I will never be fully healed because healing is a lifelong journey. But if I can pass on less to my children that was passed on to me, that's already a win. Because if I can make them aware and I can not pass on as much trauma, then the hope is, is that if and when they have children, they might pass on even less to them and they might pass on more healing to them. So yeah, that's kind of, I, I feel like mothers are working really hard. We are trying, we're doing so many things. We're dealing with so much trauma with our own, with our mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers trauma, like it's, that's been passed on and we're just muddling through all of it. And that's how you end up with things like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. I mean, in a way, that's one of the reasons. I mean, sure, there's also physical changes that facilitate mm -hmm. that, but there's a reason why we're seeing so much more of it now than we did before. And I think the big reason is, A, there's way less support. Like, if you don't have that village, it is not supporting you. You're doing it mm -hmm. all on your own. Yeah. And B, because you are more aware of what's wrong, but you might not be able to fix it. Like, that's really hard for your brain to really come to terms with because like if you see that something's wrong but you are unable to fix it like that will lead you to be depressed and have anxiety oh yeah absolutely hopelessness and and fear and that's why i think this is just such an amazing tool that now we have access to and i think about even for myself like when i became a mom it was the most transforming experience like when he was born it was like I couldn't even fathom how I had lived without this tiny little human <laughs> I'm like what was my life ever before this like and but yeah like with pregnancy and birth like your brain changes like your body changes your whole life changes and you have this new this brand new person and this new responsibility and and I think you're right. I think that that things can come up that maybe you weren't aware of. And I actually remember I was doing a community project for my bachelor's degree in nursing, and I was focusing on mental health and substance use. Um, and we have a large minority of Native Americans in our in our city. And so I was doing some research and and went to some meetings about generational trauma and there's a study I like to share with people and you're probably familiar with it, but they did a study on, on mice. And essentially what they did is they, um, infused like a cherry blossom smell into mm -hmm. the cage. And then they, um, at the same time, I think that they, um, like did something to scare the mice, like at the same time that they were smelling this, this cherry blossom smell. And, they, what they found was that like the next generation, maybe even more than the next generation of mice that came from those mice, they had the same reaction to the smell, even though they had never smelled it before. So it was passed to them like genetically, this trauma. But, but I think like the cool thing is that there, even though like we've had, we have trauma from previous generations and we've had our own trauma and we struggle with all these things, anxiety, depression, headaches, GI symptoms, all of these things can be so heavy and so hard. I think it's just so cool to know that there is hope and there is, um, there are ways to start addressing this and start healing. So yeah, what, 
what message would you like to give our audience of hope? Because I think that's really, really what I want to try to, to share with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hope. So actually, you, you're talking about that study. I very recently read it in an article because I was reading an article about uh, it was generational trauma for the children and grandchildren of Holocaust survivors mm. and how like there was actually like a study done on um, the adult children and like the prevalence of PTSD in them and basically what affected that and I, I can't say that I remember all the details but they did have the mice study in there and so mm -hmm. the hope of it was is that they actually also managed to reverse that fear in the later generations I don't remember oh what I didn't know that yeah so I don't remember exactly what they did but they showed that if in that generation they did some sort of an intervention that you can actually reverse that trauma and mm -hmm. that is why things like EFT, therapy, coaching, body work, you know, massages, like whatever works for you, or even if it's like everything, you mm -hmm. can break those cycles. Even if those cycles are not yours, you can absolutely break them and stop them and you don't have to pass them on to the next generation. And in some ways, I think that is the biggest message of hope that all the work we're doing now, it's important. Even if we're nowhere near where we wanna be, even if we're still struggling so much and still doing things that are traumatic to our children, because let's be honest, depending on your level of trauma, your level of healing is going to be different because, you know, if you're digging out of a 10 foot hole versus a two foot hole, right? Like you're going to be in different places, but as long as there's progress, you are not only healing yourself, you're healing your family. And that is, that is primarily the reason why I'm focusing on moms because, you know, regardless of whether it's societal pressure, whether some of it is biological, maybe it's all together, but moms end up being the center and the heart of the family. In reality, if the mom isn't doing well, the whole family isn't doing well. And that is why I focus on moms is that if we can help the mother heal, we can actually heal the whole family system because mm -hmm. it just grows out of her because no matter what, the mom usually ends up being the bigger caretaker, whether she's working or she's not, but she ends up being the bigger caretaker. She ends up spending more time with the kids and, you know, uh, bringing dads into the fold. That's a whole other conversation. I'm sure we could have a whole episode <laughs> of it. Like it is important, but maybe we're not quite there yet. So let's work on healing moms and helping them heal the family first and then we can also start bringing dads in especially the willing ones because they can be a big part of the solution as well but everybody can heal whether you're male or female whether you're a mom maybe you're not a mom it doesn't matter like you can heal if you can identify where the traumas are coming from there are now a lot of therapies available to you to work on it and um I don't want this to sound like I'm stigmatizing medication because I think medication is very important and if especially if you have no other access to anything except mm -hmm. medication, you should absolutely take it. But one thing we need to always remember about medication, about things like anti-anxiety or antidepressants, they do not heal anything. They mm -hmm. are a Band-Aid. So if you need to use it because you're in an acute state and you feel like your whole world is going to crash down if you don't take it, absolutely. Do not ever feel shame about reaching out to your GP, to a psychiatrist, absolutely get the help you need. But do know that medication will never help you heal. That is where connecting to other human beings who work on your body, who work, you know, on like your mind is where the actual healing is going to happen.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree. And that's that's generally how I view not just mental illness, but physical illness too. Just like, let's look at what's actually going on underneath the surface. And I know that it's a pretty general, well-accepted belief now that there's a chemical imbalance um, with anxiety and depression. And that may be the case, but just addressing the chemical imbalance is not going to address the deeper issues. And so that's like, I totally agree with that. And I, I tend to start with more natural, less invasive things before moving on to like medication and surgery, because there is really so much we can do. And so I just want to continue to spread awareness about um, what is possible and what kind of therapies are out there. And EFT is definitely one of those things. And I really, really, I want to try it. I'm going to try it. (laughs) So Maria, can you tell us where people can find you? Do you have a website or can we um, work with you? Yeah, so you can find me. I do have a website. It's www.parentonboard.com. And you can find, you know, information about me, my packages. If you want to see any of the social stuff, I have a Instagram account at Parent on Board Coaching. I also have a Facebook page and group. You can also search on Facebook, Parent on Board Coaching. And that is where I primarily put out my stuff right now. So I am, you know, I'm open for one-on-one um, work right now. I have two different things. I have a package where I just offer EFT and then I have a three-month package geared towards moms specifically who are finding that they have no joy or fulfillment in their life or who are struggling with this identity shift into being a mother. So I have a course geared towards that where we don't just do EFT. We also do a lot of self-compassion because I think that's a really big part because EFT helps us clear a lot of the negative stuff. And we can bring in some positive things, but sometimes without the self-compassion training, it is hard to bring in the positive it's so hard to silence the inner critic because Mm -hmm. that's been our loudest voice for most of us all our lives and so that is what it uh my program is geared to address is to help your inner critic sort of pipe down and allow your self-compassionate self to come forward because truth is when we allow self-compassion for ourselves we have more compassion for our loved ones for our children we have more patience everything just feels so much better because despite the fact that we've all been led to believe that criticizing people and sort of beating them over the head with something is the best way to change if that was the case you criticizing yourself you would have healed yourself by now but Mm -hmm. you're listening to this because you want to know awareness about other methods you probably aren't there and so it is time to you know stop criticizing ourselves and actually allow self-compassion and love for ourselves to come in and help us do that healing Mm, absolutely that's so beautiful I just had like goosebumps this whole time just listening to you talk because I can see how passionate you are and um yeah I hope that um people will head your way and check you out make sure to check out Maria's website and I'll be putting all of that information into the show notes so make sure you head over there check out maria and maria thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on the podcast oh thank you kaylee i had such a wonderful time and i'm so glad to be able to share this with others i really hope that yes this does help spread awareness for others to know that there are many healing methods 
that you can use. Like, I'm not going to be standing here saying EFT is the way for everybody, but it is definitely a tool in the toolbox that can help. And it's easy. It's easy to do it yourself once you learn it. So I think it's a fantastic tool to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. just finished an episode of the mindful method podcast thank you so much for listening and i hope that you can move forward this week with a renewed sense of peace joy and energy to just start getting closer to the life that you want to live and as always please feel free to send me a message i'm always here to answer your questions i'm here to support you and leave a review if you found this helpful thanks and have a great week